This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Tom and Warren on Joy. The world's leading climate scientists have warned there's only a dozen years for global warming to be kept to a maximum of 1.5 degrees Celsius, beyond which even half a degree will significantly worsen the risks of drought, floods, extreme heat and poverty for hundreds of millions of people. The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, or the IPCC report, was released on Monday this week and the report says widespread changes would be needed in energy industry buildings, transportation and cities to limit global warming to 1.5 degrees. Joining us on the line is Dr. Andrew King, lecturer in climate science at the University of Melbourne. Dr. King, good morning. Good morning. Uh, This is probably the biggest alarm bell we've had so far. If we don't limit warming to 1.5 degrees, what sort of changes will we see here in Australia and in particular in Melbourne? Well, we'd um, see a lot more heat extremes. Um, So some of our research pointed to the risk of 50 degree days in Melbourne if we exceed 1.5 degrees. Wow, 1.5. Yep. So um, at the moment, you know, we have the occasional day above 40 degrees and our record high in Melbourne is 46 degrees, uh, which was just um, before Black Saturday. Um, But if we go beyond one and a half degrees, yeah, there's this risk of 50 degree days in Melbourne. Um, We also know that as well as more heat extremes, we'd have uh, probably slightly worse droughts and that the most intense uh, rainfall we get on very short timescales would become worse uh, as well, more intense. So the IPCC report said the global net emissions of carbon dioxide would need to fall by at least 45% from 2010 levels by 2030. What changes do we need for this goal to be achieved? Well, we need um, stronger action taken by governments around the world. Um, so governments, uh, so Australia, like almost every country in the world, is a signatory to the Paris Agreement mm-hmm. and has pledged to reduce greenhouse gas emissions. Uh, but even the, the pledges that all the countries have made uh, won't get us to one and a half degrees. They only get us to, to keeping global warming to around three degrees. So we need actual, actually stronger pledges from big emitting countries, including Australia, but also probably China and the USA as well. So will uh, reforestation is going to play a part? Or should we plant more trees? Well, you can kind of achieve these um, these targets in lots of different ways. It, it probably ends up being the sum of doing lots of different things. Uh, but the, the biggest things would be shifting our energy sources from fossil fuels to renewable energy more quickly just becoming um just making that transition within years rather than decades andrew the ipcc Uh, says coal-fired electricity has got to end by 2050 there's little political will to do that certainly within the current coalition government to phase out coal-fired power in fact our federal environment minister melissa price has argued some of the world's leading climate scientists are and i quote drawing a long bow in calling for an end to coal power in a bid to limit global warming and so here we've got a minister who worked in the mining system system saying that 91 scientists behind the IPCC report had got it wrong. Andrew, 
You must be banging your head against a wall when you hear our Environment Minister contradict top scientists' advice to phase out coal-fired power. Uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult, but um, certainly true. Um, so the IPCC just offers a framework, essentially, and um, illustrates the risks if we don't achieve these, these targets and, and keep global warming beyond 1.5 degrees. And the IPCC isn't uh, a policy-making institution, so it's up to governments to decide what to do. Uh, But I I think the science is quite clear that if we want to uh, really avoid the biggest risks of climate change, and it's worth pointing out that Australia would be one of the worst affected countries, at least developed countries, um, by climate change if we do uh, fail to keep global warming to one and a half degrees. So it's in our own interest. Dr King, I mean, I'm thinking about now for 30 years, we've been hearing dire reports from scientists about, you know, we're, you know, we're going into global warming weathers. You know, 30 years now we've got scientists telling our leaders and governments around the world, what do you think it's going to take before they actually listen? I mean, what, are they waiting for a tsunami to come in and take Canberra out before they go, oh, there could be a weather change? So I, I think extreme weather does certainly affect people's perception of climate change. And I think, to be honest, I was probably surprised that the coral sea bleaching didn't have more of an effect um, in this way. So um, the Great Barrier Reef yeah. has um, experienced its worst bleaching events on record. Uh, we, we know that that's due to climate change. Um, half of the coral, shallow coral on the Great Barrier Reef has died mm-hmm. in the last two years. That's a lot. And... Um, to be honest, I thought that would probably shift perception on climate change. Me too, um, because you can actually before. see that. It's a physical thing, and most of us Australians have been to the Barrier Reef, mm, and it's beautiful, exactly. and we've seen it dying, but it doesn't seem to be having an effect at all. What, what about, we've got Energy Minister Josh Freinberg saying he would welcome the construction of a new coal-fired power plant. Donald Trump has promised to withdraw the US from the Paris Accord as well. Clearly politicians all over the world, it's not just here, are lacking leadership on climate change. So it's quite easy to feel helpless and overwhelmed. What can we do as individuals to help? Um, so there's certainly small actions that individuals can take uh, to reduce their emissions, Um it involves things like um, not driving and switching to public transport or even better, walking or cycling, um, taking fewer plane trips. But to be honest, the, the, the biggest change that individuals can make is by um, uh, encouraging politicians to take it more seriously. So it's through community action to, to make it clear to politicians that this is a big issue. Thanks, Andrew. Well, the reporter certainly painted a grim picture if we don't act now. So I know before I vote at the upcoming elections, I'll be scrutinising all political parties to ensure that their environment is at the core of um, economic and industrial policies. Dr King, thanks for your time this morning. Thanks. Wake up with Tom and Warren. Thursdays for breakfast on Joy. Tune in to 94.9 in Melbourne. Stream live at joy.org.au or download the Joy app. Available via podcast at joy.org.au on iTunes or your favourite podcasting platform. Joy Podcasts, where you want them, when you want them. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. 
Help keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.